the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We are finishing out this year of 2020 this week, and it cannot happen soon enough. I cannot even tell you how glad I will be to finally bury this dead dang horse because somebody needs to. We got to put it out of its miseries, babies, and we are going to do that all week. We're going to be wrapping up this year, bringing you the hottest topics and Thinking into uh, 2021, uh, and we will actually be live on New Year's Eve here. So stick with us. Glad to have you guys with me tonight and every night of the week, whether it's rolling, finishing up a, a year, or whether or not it's starting the new year, which we will be doing next week. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show for now. Follow me on Facebook at Andrea K. Show or at, at Andrea K. For now, I'm trying to make the move eventually over to Parlor at Andrea K show but I got to tell you they aren't making it easy for me over there because they are not really incentivizing for me to be there but I'm going to give it my all because there are many people that are saying you know what we cannot send a message to big tech we can't change anything that's going on with the suppression of our first amendment rights if we continue to be on these platforms that are denying us so on my intention I would tell you right now one of my I don't usually set New Year's Eve's resolutions but this one I will that coming soon into 2021, I'm not going to give a date yet, I will be completely off of Twitter, Instagram, yep, Twitter, Instagram, which is a part of Facebook, as well as Facebook, and I will be almost entirely uh, entirely on Parlor. I'm also looking into Rumble. Um, got a great guest who hasn't been with me in a while on the show, um, but many of you guys out there are friends of mine, know Matt Locke from the Matt Locke Show. His podcast is on fire, and I'm super excited to have him here tonight because he was on fire today. He is as angry as I am about this, quote, COVID crap commie bill that President Trump signed over the weekend. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the truth that's finally been revealed as we're going into possibly looking at a Joe Biden presidency in relation to the uh, the truth about asymptomatic spread and fraud Fauci. We've got other topics to bring to you tonight. 888-344-1170. Before I get into it, i got to bring my man in because he's always a part of every topic here and every show. And I'm excited to be wrapping up one year and rolling into the next with him. And it is my buddy. It is DJ Potato Skins. Did not come this far to overcome this much and fight this hard only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington Swamp. Amen to that once again. And uh, tonight, and tonight only, I am DJ Christmas Cookie because the 10 
of Christmas cookies, thanks to General Manager Steve. <laughs> I left purposefully at work, so I wouldn't dive into it at home. Well, at the at the office, it's open, so uh, it's uh, time for expanded waistlines. Oh, yeah. And I expanded mine by nibbling a couple of those uh, when I got here to the station. Okay, so President Trump, last week, after six, nine months, remember 14 days to flatten the curve? Then they came out with the CARES Act in the spring, which was more kind of crap that ended up uh, giving people like Gavin Newsom and Plump, Plump Jack millions of dollars in money while small businesses were destroyed across this country. There was no amount of money in that CARES Act that truly rescued any business. It was a bunch of crap. Nine months later, as we still have businesses, entire industries being completely destroyed, what do we have? The government coming to help, which should raise the hair in the backs of all Americans. We had $900 billion, It's actually two when you combine the omnibus bill with this COVID COVID commie crap bill. We're talking about trillions of dollars, pennies of which going to the American people. Congress did tonight. So Trump comes in last week and says, get rid of the spending. And I want you to cut a check for $2,000 to the American people. Um, they ended up voting today uh, to raise it to two to $2,000 per American. But he signed the bill over the weekend. He did something called redlining it. He, a lot of people were excited because according to his statement, he invoked it. He invoked something called the, and of course I'm going to, dang it. You know, they warned me when I got LASIK that I was going to need at some point to get, uh, uh, reading glasses, but he invoked, um, some, um, the impoundment control act of 1974, uh, that provides that quote, whenever the president determines that all or part of any budget authority will not be required to carry out the full objectives or scope of the programs for which it is provided, or that such budget authority should be rescinded for fiscal policy or other reasons, including termination of a da da da, da the president shall transmit to both houses of Congress a special message describing the amount to be reserved, the relevant accounts, the reasons for the rescission, the economic effects of the rescission. Um, Long story short, that little passage in his statement made people, for some reason, people assumed that that meant that President Trump was putting these mo- all this money into an escrow account and he was going to get to decide how it was spent, invoking this so-called Impoundment Control Act of 1974. I read the Impoundment Control Act of 1974 that was written expressly, expressly for the purpose of restricting then-President Nixon's ability to control any money that was spent. It goes, it gets put into, he red lights, he marks up a bill. Then there's actually, then the money gets impounded for 45 legislative days. Um, then, then there's supposed to be legislation that is supposed to occur that takes out what the president says he wants rescinded. Who believes, who believes that the Democrats who control Congress who control the House of Representatives and the Republican, the the Republicans in place, Mitch McConnell, who are actually going to come forth with legislation removing the spending that President Trump redlined. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That was meant to make you feel good about what was signed here, and I don't feel good about it. I agree with Mo Brooks, who says that what this does is that this this was uh, and particularly the vote to increase it from six hundred to two thousand dollars a person. Um, I can't remember something about the the debt addicts. I I actually like the way Rand Paul put it better. He said that this was this was the Dick Cheney um, 
debts don't matter quackery going on in the government. I was glad you referred to it as the Dick Cheney quackery because that's what the GOP establishment is that was led by George W. Bush, who blew up our debt in a gross way. If all this, uh, the only thing that really should have been done, and President Trump said a year ago, he would never sign another fat omnibus bill like he did. And that was actually what he said in spring of 2017 when he signed the first one. Then he said, I'm only going to sign this right now um, to keep things going. But then when it comes to the shutdown in September, I'm not going to sign this again. And he has signed everyone. So question, why do you think he did? He did it because he's got a couple of things in here. He did it, first of all, because he's backed into a corner. He's trying to get Leffler. He's hoping that he's ultimately going to have the right thing happen as a result of, of the election that he won in a landslide. He's hoping, I think he's being fed a line of crap from the Republican establishment that if he signs it, that they will support him when it comes to January 6th. He should know better. And I think he should know better. Um, he also says that they uh, there was a promise that Section 230, which unfairly, quote, unfairly benefits big tech at the expense of the American people, will be reviewed and either be terminated or substantially reformed. This is what he has done here, is he's done what Ronald Reagan did when he said, I'll grant amnesty under the promise that Congress will seal the border. Can't do that. You can't. you got to get it up front. These are the same people that have been lying to him and making promises to him from the jump. And I think that I, I think that this was a mistake. And let me tell you, that does not mean that I don't support President Trump. It does not mean that I don't think he's the greatest president in, in my lifetime. But what's happened is I think he underestimated from the beginning the extent of the uh, of the swamp and the Republican Party and the extent of them as an opposition. I think that he misunderstood the people in his closest circle, including his daughter and her husband, were a part of the swamp and were part of the establishment and were liberals and feeding him bad advice. Not because they want their dad to fail, but because that's who they are. That's just what's in their their in their DNA as human beings. They're squishy. Um, when when tr- Trump accurately said that the press and the media were the enemies of the people, and she contradicted him that, and this was in the first year of his presidency, I said, get her out of the White House. You and I have been talking about it for a long time. He's got very few people around him that he can legitimately trust. Absolutely. Um, what he should have said was, I told you I'm not signing this. I, the only thing that I will sign right now, put it back on the Democrats. He felt back. See, this is what happens. He feels like he's backed into a corner, feels like he's not got no choice when he has the choice. Obama understood the power that he had with the pen. He needed to, he needed to say, I told you. I said a year ago that I'm not going to sign another omnibus bill. You, This is America last this is not what my American people want. You bring to me, even Ilhan Omar tweeted the other day, this isn't the way to go about it. You don't combine all this kind of spending crap if you truly care about getting money into the hands of the American people. Ilhan Omar, she tweeted, we need to send something to President Trump to sign today that puts rights a check to $2,000 into the hands of the American people. He should have said this weekend, I'm not signing this. You get me, go, to, go out to the microphones in front of the American people and say, I heard you. I heard the American people across the country that don't want $15 million to go to Pakistan for gender studies, that don't want $65 million to go to salmon studies, that don't want $40 million to go to the Kennedy Center. I'm saying to both parties, you bring me something that only involves me writing checks right now to the American people. Oh, shutdowns. We can't have a government shutdown. If we can have industries, entire industries across the country shut down, then we can have the government shut down. What what agency in the government right now are you desperate to have open that you can't live without? 
Name one. I'm even looking at the military right now who spends their time right now doing social justice warrior seminars for their people. They're not doing maneuvers right now to protect us. The number one, the number one act of war that we've had lately is the war of disinformation that involves big tech, that involves our cybersecurity. We're not being protected from that. Shut down the U.S. military too, quite frankly, because we don't have any boots on the ground that I'm aware of. Bring them all in from Afghanistan. Don't use the military as an excuse for this kind of crap. It's insane. And yeah, I'm angry. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to bring in my man, Matt Locke. Matt Locke told me earlier today he's mad about all this, too. And it's okay if we're angry at something that somebody does that we treasure. And I treasure President Trump. I just, I think that this was a mistake. I do. But you guys can disagree with me. 888-344-1170. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you think I'm wrong, I opened the show by talking about my disappointment with uh, President Trump signing this uh, COVID relief bill, hashtag slash... Uh, omnibus bill. I think it was a mistake. Um, but you guys can tell me if you think I'm wrong. He was clearly backed into a corner. Um, but I think that's when you need to come out biting. That's when you got to show your teeth and you got to come out um, like a rat caught in a cage. But I could be wrong. 888-344-1170. I don't think my net, my guest here is going to, I think he's going to agree with me. My buddy Matt Locke is, is joining me now. It's been a while since he's been on the show. I thought of him today because I thought he must be gnawing off every cigar he's got out of anger over all of this. He's host of the On Fire podcast called The Matlock Show. You can get more information at thematlockshow.com. He's on Spreaker and iHeart and TuneIn and all the apps that the kids are listening to. And I know that he's moving over to Parlor officially, and you can find him there at Real Matt Lock, and that's L-O-C-K-E. Hello, Matt Lock. Andrea, you are so nice. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Um, I, I think it was a mistake that President Trump signed this. Um, a mistake on the, it was, he's MAGA, he's America first, this was America last. And from a variety of reasons, uh, he said he wouldn't sign anything like this again. It's an absolutely disgusting, gross, despicable display of thievery on the part of Congress who gave themselves a four thousand, um, a 40000 I think, uh, annual pay increase. I think he should have said, come back to me when it's just money for the American people and that's it. Your thoughts? Oh, I couldn't agree. I, I couldn't agree more with, with what you're saying. It angers me, the president, who has been a man of his word and, and has completed all of his promises, said he would never sign an omnibus bill like this again. And it just goes to show you, Andrea, how lazy Congress is. Yes. Because they should be doing 12 appropriations bills a year. Mm -hmm. And they do this great big, fantastic crap sandwich of an omnibus bill so they can hide all the goodies in it. Right. But here's the thing that really irritated me. President Trump took to Twitter and called out Congress and, and, and just labeled all of the disgusting garbage that was in this bill, and then he signed it. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, and Andrea, you know it as well as I do. I have a twenty-four hour policy with anything that President Trump does because he's got more information than you and I have. But this one's a hard one to swallow. I mean, I'm still a Trump guy. I love what he's done. Me too. I don't know if he was backed into a corner either. I mean, was it veto proof? Could the House 
and the Senate have veto-proofed it and sent it back over his head. But then again, you hang it on them, not you. Right. I think that they made some promises behind the scenes in terms of supporting him on January 6th. I think they made some promises behind the scenes involving, as he indicated in his statement, the removal finally of Section 230 for big tech. But you you get that up front. You know, I come out of corporate America. I come from corporate sales and in negotiations, um, you, you don't you don't leave anything on the table. You get it up front. You get it in the contract. OK, you don't sign a contract under the con- uh, under the idea that somebody's going to come out, c- come back later with more of what you want in the terms and conditions. You get it all in the contract then, or you walk away with the understanding that you're never going to get it. That's good negotiations. Um, I got to shift gears, though, because I can't spend the whole time on that, because I got to take advantage of having you on here and picking in that that uh, that devious, you know, uh, little mind of yours. Uh, <laughs> um, what went down in Nashville? You know, I was, I'm looking at that tonight. I was doing some show prep for my show tomorrow. And to be quite frank with you, it reminds me of a lot of Las Vegas. And the, and the amazing thing about all of this is the FBI can't find the rear end with both hands when it comes to Hillary Clinton's emails or election mm-hmm. fraud or anything that matters. But my goodness, they can go check out the noose rope on Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace's garage mm-hmm. where they can literally over Christmas figure out a motive, DNA, and the bomber of this bomb all in three days over a Christmas break where most people are not working. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrea, my best guess, there's a lot, I have a lot of conspiracy thoughts going on here. I mean, we've got the data hub there. We've got the data hub that was housing a lot of the information in the ballots from the election. We're hearing that that hub was actually getting in the data that came from Georgia and a couple of the other states that are now contesting under what is going on with this election and fraud. Um, Once again, I can put my Alex Jones, you know, aluminum hat on. I think the government's trying to take out the data center to hide stuff. Well, right. And then at the same time, wasn't there some printing factory in New York that had a suspicious fire where even some of the employees were saying, how come none of the equipment? That was Rochester, New York. It's funny you say that. I'm talking about it tomorrow. Once again, same thing. They had a printing company, family printing company for years. Now, mind you, my brother worked in a printing company in Indiana, and I had been in the factory to visit him and have lunch. And they've got great big machines that, you know, roll these big rolls of paper out, and they, you know, they do books and menus and all these things. And people are like, well, there was nothing left in the building after the fire. Where did it go? Right. I worked in I worked for Xerox and and I, and I at one point had commercial some commercial print shops in my territory and the, they don't go poof they 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 you know they, <laughs> we're talking about sizable equipment that that is like um, we all saw for example big trucks at uh, the Twin Towers that still you know were destroyed but there were still remnants of this equipment there should still be equipment there in other words they they might be carcasses of equipment. But they these these this type of equipment does not just completely disintegrate. Um, but the and and um, but the bottom line is, I don't think it's, it makes it somebody conspiracist or conspiracy theorist when there is a conspiracy that's gone on involving the theft of an election, and you're pointing out the fraud that took place as part of a conspiracy. And clearly, from a conspiracy standpoint, clearly what happened with the election was coordinated. 
When you had five states contested across the country that all magically stopped counting votes at the same time and all magically found the same way to suddenly boost and give hundreds of thousands of votes to one candidate over another, I, I don't think it makes you a conspiracy theorist to point it out. But that's what you get labeled as if you point out the obvious, right? Oh, absolutely. And you just hit on it. I've been asking this question for a month now. Why did all these states stop counting votes at almost the same time? Mm -hmm. And all of these states have a lot of, you know, similarities in them. They have the same machines or the same software. Or or if you look at it and you start putting things together, I had a buddy of mine who is on the the radio network with me, the things I do here for uh, OpsLens. He was talking about ballots in a plane at – at Sky Harbor Airport in Arizona, where, where mm-hmm. they supposedly found ballots that came in in a plane in right. Arizona uh, of the whistleblower uh, Ryan Hartwig that's yeah. working with Sidney Powell. And you start looking at all this information, and I know you do the same thing I do, Andrea. You, you, you stop going, huh, and you go, wow, yeah. that's really something crazy that all of this stuff all starts going together. Now, the only question I have about Nashville, if the RV was the bomb, Where's the chassis of the RV? I mean, you just don't blow steel to smithereens. Right. Where to go? Where, yeah. where, 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 where is it? No one can find it. Well, if, and if the chassis is gone, then how do they even have human remains? Right. You, 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 you got a chassis that's completely blown to smithereens, but you, you've got somebody's dentures that you're able to, like, you know, magically go, oh, yeah, let's match these to dental records. Um, and you're right. I mean, you know, suddenly the FBI is, 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 is the crack team that can solve the case instantaneously. The same bozos that were, that couldn't follow the Sarnayev brothers and adhere to advice after track them after they've been at terrorist camps over, you know, uh, and act that Russia warned us about, uh, you know, I mean, how many, you know, they couldn't stop the um, fiance visa gal uh, who mm-hmm. was was clearly should have been on the radar and came here and shot up a Christmas, you know, um, party. You know, the FBI magically drops the ball all over the place from Pulse nightclub and beyond. But then suddenly they, they crack this case, you know, overnight. It's ridiculous. Same thing with the Las Vegas. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because we've 500 and something people were slaughtered, and we never got the answers that we should have had from that. And, and we're never going to. And that's the thing with Nashville. And so your brain goes into overdrive, and you start asking the obvious questions. But see, you're what not allowed to ask and anybody. But anybody who does ask the questions, yeah, we get labeled as an Alex Jones, when the reality is, is how come not everybody's asking these questions? If it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If we suddenly, right now, have facilities that were a part of printing ballots or had something to do with this election suddenly bursting into flames or being bombed, there's some there there. And it doesn't make you a nut to think so. Um, How do you see this playing out? I said from the jump that immediately on election night, we knew that uh, Potato Skins and I, DJ Potato Skins and I knew that that there was something. We smelled it all the way from over here when Georgia shut down supposedly over a water leak. We knew something was up. And then immediately um, when it was clear that we had Republicans in charge of state legislatures a week or so in, I said here on the show, I said, it's going to come down to Republicans to solve this fraud issue, either at the state level or the Supreme Court. And I can't have confidence in that. Do you have confidence? Because we we have the runway is real short right now, Matlock, and it's really coming down to the Senate and the House on January 6th. How do you see this playing out? No, no. And you're absolutely right. And I'm kind of, once again, leery of what's going to go on in the states. And we're just seeing today a story came out of Pennsylvania where the ballots were 205,000 ballots 
they don't add up. There's 205,000 more ballots than actual registered voters and who voted, and they can't get the numbers to work. And you're not going to see these states sit down and do the right thing because they're all in the take. And there's a guy on Twitter. His name is Code Monkey Z. He goes by Ron. And he's been showing all of these pictures of all of these representatives at the state and federal level, you know, with these Chinese Communist Party mm-hmm. uh, attachés. Yeah. And literally, I think what's going to happen, and I'm starting to see whispers of this. I'm going to drop a little nugget on your show today. I'm starting to hear whispers of information that President Trump might be declassifying against some of these politicians. And in general, Joe Biden might be at the top of that list. Well, I think he should. I think he really has gotten some bad advice since the election. And I think he should have gone scorched earth. I think he should have fired. Um, I think he should declassified everything related to Joe Biden, related to uh, the Biden family, related to Kemp. Uh, uh, Governor Kemp down in Georgia uh, had been uh, seen on some Chinese website promoting Georgia, you know, in Chinese, you know, come to Georgia. He had been seen with with uh, Chinese officials. Um, you know, we so, you know, there were, it's not just the Democrats in bed with the Chinese. I think Trump sh- should go scorcher earth declassifying everything related to that, everything related to Russia and um, anything related to the FBI and DOJ and the CIA, all of their untowards illegal activity. I think he should have fired Bill Barr and fired Christopher Ray at the jump and 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 put somebody in place uh, to not just the acting dude who's stepping in under Barr, but uh, name somebody from outside of D.C. to step in and name and assign a special prosecutor and actually look into the election fraud. Well, and Andrea, I think, you know, you hit it right on, and I think Trump knows this as well. If he doesn't go scorched earth, if he doesn't declassify the information and show the world exactly who not only the Democrats are, but the Republicans, too. There might be about a handful or two of Republicans that are even worth their salt there on Capitol Hill. If he doesn't do that, the Democrats in these states, New York, you know, the, the district courts of New York and all, they're all going to go after Trump and they're going to, they're just going to unrelentingly sue him, yes. you know, investigate him, his family. There will never be a second of peace if he leaves that White House because they're going to make an example of him. Mm-hmm. President Trump was the only person standing in the way of these crazy people who want to take over your life. And now you see it. I mean, they're just blazingly, and I'm going back to what you're talking about with this whole omnibus bill. They're just giving our money away to other countries. And once again, what people don't understand about that, Andrea, they're giving this money to these 501c3s and these organizations that are charitable, and then they're getting kickbacks. Yes. So they're going to these foreign countries, and that's how our politicians are getting rich they're running a laundering team with our money and and now here we are if if president trump doesn't blow this thing up he will never have a second of peace until he's dead absolutely that's the biggest nugget you dropped all night matt lock from the matt lock show i love it tell everybody how they can hear your show and subscribe to your podcast well, the best way to do it is to go to themattlockshow.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, themattlockshow.com. You can find my podcast. You can find everywhere I'm at. Go check it out. Go follow me at Real Matt Lock on Parlor. I'm getting rid of Twitter and Facebook. I'm done. So go find me at Parlor and on Rumble.com. Right. Well, it's at the Matt Lock Show on Rumble. So there well, you go. Well, thank you so much for being here, my friend. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, hon. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got more to talk about. Harvard has decided... 
to reclassify those individuals who actually have children. We've got to talk about that story. Fauci has uh, Fauci's come out and basically said he's given his recommendations and saying what he's saying on the on in response to polling. Uh, and here's the breaking news for tonight, in case you guys hadn't heard. There's no asymptomatic, asymptomatic spread. People without symptoms are not spreading coronavirus. There should be not one business shut down in America right now. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, One of the main justifications for the shutdowns in the beginning um, was that they didn't know how it was spread, right? They didn't didn't know how contagious it was. They didn't know. uh, There was graphics being put out. That one person was spreading it to 144 people. They had no idea. There was no backup for that. One of the reasons why I said early on that I didn't support these shutdowns was because you can't tell me on the one hand that you have to shut down the United States of America, 330 million Americans, a $3 trillion economy on the basis of you don't know how something spread. If you don't know how it spread, you don't shut down an economy. Figure it out first. Get back to us. Yeah. It's, we have to shut this down or the X number of people will die. Well, how do you know X number of people are going to die? Well, we don't know how bad this virus is, so we got to play it safe. Well, then if you don't know how bad it is and you, you don't know how many people are going to die, then you don't know how many people are going to die, then you don't shut down the economy. And I also said from the beginning, a lot of people are freaked out over Italy. Remember Italy? Oh, we're going to be like Italy. Their hospitals are overrun. What was going on with Italy? First of all, they've got a... a government-run healthcare system that's inferior. They don't have a lot of urgent care centers. They don't have a lot of hospitals. They've got an incredibly old population, one that smokes. They had a, a flu epidemic going on in their country. Uh, this was took place at, in uh, China Silk Road, where they basically, half of Italy is now owned by China, and Chinese were going back and forth from Wuhan uh, to Milan and some of the epicenters of, of Italy. I said, we cannot shut down the United States of America under the fear that we're going to replicate what's going on in Italy. None of it made sense to do this. I said this from the beginning but no through panic and fear somebody used a good kyle becker former fox news used a good analogy today and it was the government basically telling you don't leave your home because there there could be a monster outside a monster you can't see well if i can't see it how do i know it's there how can you prove to me it's there and how can you prove and and uh, but the government's basically saying we have to prove that the monster that nobody can see is not there you follow yeah, pretty clear. It doesn't make the, no. We should have never shut down this country. And then it was about first. It was flatten the curve. Got got to flatten the curve. Remember, everybody was using that term. two weeks. Flatten the curve. Fourteen days to flatten the curve. And then it was well, we've got to stop the spread. That's when the narrative began of that asymptomatic people were spreading it because people were starting. You know, American people initially were all panicked and we we're like, okay, we can do fourteen days. Then everybody starts putting this question out there. Hey, you know anybody who's sick? Coronavirus? Anybody know anybody who's sick? No, I don't know anybody who's sick. You know anybody who's sick? Everybody's everybody's asking the question. So then the government knew, right, that people were starting to question the fact that after 14 days, then it was we we're supposed to be open for Easter, then we weren't. Everybody's locked in. Business is crumbling. Food lines going crazy. People are like, "Hey, we don't know anybody sick. We've we, this isn't about flattening the curve. This is about flattening the economy, right? Oh no, asymptomatic people are spreading this. Well, how do you know? 
Isn't that a, isn't that a miraculous criteria to use if you're power tripping? A criteria that can't be measured. Because how do you know that asymptomatic, we weren't testing at that point. So how do you know that, it, how do you know who's asymptomatic, who's got it? And how do you know whether or not they're spreading it? And if even they if they don't you do test it, they have that test that amplifies the, the, the microbes that they're trying to find by such an exponential figure, they're going to find something. Exactly. Exactly. All supported, all based upon the notion that asymptomatic people were spreading this. So enter back in June, I think it was. So pretty, pretty closely, the World Health Organization started doing this contact tracing, finding out who was sick and going back and testing. And when, and then uh, China and some other countries actually got some testing up by, by the summer and they were doing a lot of testing and they knew who had it, who was asymptomatic. So um, the head of the World Health Organization back in June, what was her name? Oh, it's a hard name. Kirsch, I don't know if it's Kirkove or how to say it. Uh, Maria Van Kirkove. She told the news media that it would appear to be, this is in June, six months ago from the World Health Organization, epidemiologist Maria Van Kirkove told the news media that it appeared to be rare that an asymptomatic individual actually transmits COVID onward. We have a number of reports, she says, from countries who are doing very detailed contact tracing. They are following asymptomatic cases. They're following contacts and they're not finding secondary transmission onward. It's very rare. So then what ended up happening as the power mad Fauci's and Burks's of the world decided that the entire basis of their having lockdowns and shutdowns going on was based on asymptomatic spread. They put the pressure on her to backtrack. Which she did. So then the next day she came out later and said, well, I was referring to like a small study, you know, kind of you know, trying to backtrack off of it. Well, fast forward. There has now been a study that was done of 19 million people. Eh, pretty substantial. Pretty substantial. Yeah, I would say 19 million people is substantial. And it was done. Um, through it was done of Wuhan, which was the epicenter. It took. um I think it was 19 million of of those people. And it was done, and you would think initially, oh, well, if it was done of 19 million people from Wuhan, it was done by the Chinese, we can't trust it. Although Australia and one other country actually participated in the study. So it was scientists that uh, of cases in Wuhan, but it was not done by not scientists. Just by to, China. Not yet, Exactly. So I think we can trust this study. And they determined that um, out of... The millions and millions of people, it was either 9 million or 19 million. But let's say the smallest 9 million. There were 300 asymptomatic asymptomatic cases. 300. There were no positive tests out of 1,174 close contacts of of 300 asymptomatic cases. Compared with symptomatic patients, the author wrote, asymptomatic infected persons generally have low quantity of viral loads. And a short duration of viral shedding, which decreased the transmission risk of SARS-CoV-2, which is basically how the flu is. Yep. You don't really go and get the flu from somebody that doesn't have the that doesn't that didn't cough and is sneezing, right? In fact, we don't. If you've got the flu, if you if you came in contact with the flu and your viral load was so low that you didn't have symptoms, you never knew you had it, right? And the only reason why we know now is because of what you described going on with the testing, exactly. that they were amplifying the test so much to where people with almost almost zero viral load are now being considered positive cases. But 
that's not the only study that was done. The American Medical Association Network Open Journal has got another study that was done that involved 77,758 participants, 54 studies, including 54 studies, including 77,758 participants. And the secondary, secondary attack rate was virtually nothing. This is according to the AMA. The symptomatic cases were 18% compared to 0.7% for asymptomatic ones, a 25-fold difference. These find, and this is, and this involved households where everybody's in close contact, staying inside. We're not even talking about you're out buying groceries at Ralph's. This is absolute insanity for why. Did you see the viral video of the girl who, who didn't have a mask on somewhere? It looked like she was at a pharmacy over the weekend. No. She's got nobody around her and she's being screamed at to put a mask on. And she's like, I'm healthy. This is insane that you were treating me as a sick person. I, I'm healthy. How do you know you're healthy? Because I'm not coughing. Are you, do you, do, do when you're you, healthy, you, you know, know you're, you're healthy. She's right to say you must. I've had it. She says, I've reached my breaking point. She obviously read all the recent studies that have come out about how there's no asymptomatic spread. And she goes, there is no asymptomatic spread. I am healthy. It is insane to try to treat healthy people as though we're sick and try to force healthy people to put masks over our faces. Well, I'm going to call the cops, they say to her. She goes, to do what? There was no law on the books that says you have the right to require that I wear a mask. Yeah, and that's another thing about all these dictor- you know, you know, dictator uh, rules that they're putting in across the nation. They're, they're not law. They're, they're no. suggestions, but people are following them. Right. The bottom line is there is no asymptomatic spread. The World Health Organization knew this in June. Fauci has known this. Burks knew it. Fauci did an interview this weekend in which he admitted that when he talked about herd immunity, he used numbers that were based on polling and said, well, I didn't feel like the American people were ready to hear what I had to say. That's not science. This is a man who said early on, don't wear masks. And when he was asked later after the CDC was pushing masks, he he admitted that he lied and said that he lied because there was a shortage of PPE. I don't care why you lied. You lied. You told the American people in January it was no big deal. And you know what? Maybe, maybe the, the lie was the truth. Back when he said in January, take that, take that, take that cruise. Good on that cruise ship. You don't need to wear masks. You don't need to wear a mask. Americans don't need to worry about this. And YouTube is still running ads. I was trying to find a video and it it popped up that you can spread it with. You might not know it. You're asymptomatic. You're still going to spread it. And it shows the hospital room with the ventilator. It's just disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. One of the things this girl said in this video was she said, look, she said the death count in 2019 hasn't hasn't gone up. We've just recategorized deaths in this country. And she's right. Don't tell me that masks have stopped the spread of the flu, and that's why we don't have flu anymore, but they haven't stopped the spread of coronavirus, so everybody needs to wear corona, a mask to stop coronavirus. You're, you're crazy if you're believing this. I get it. I think it was P.T. Barnum who said, it's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned. You think about it for a moment. The head quote scientist going on TV to say, I'm telling you what I'm telling you based upon poll numbers and not based upon science. I'm not giving you facts. I'm changing the numbers based upon my perception of your emotional and mental state and whether or not you can hear what I'm telling you. That is narcissistic. It is manipulative. You got a con job being run on you. He should have been fired. 
And at 80 years old, what we need to have in this in this government is we need to have forced retirements. There's nobody at the age you hear Nancy Pelosi on her on her video clips and the audio clip at the at the open of the show and her talking about Trump signing this COVID. Oh, or she whatever. can barely she can barely together. speak, barely speak. We need to have you you age out and you forced to retirement when in this and particularly when we're talking about you've got a position that has anything at all to do with people's lives. You need to be forced out at the age of sixty seven. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We got to round it out. Let's have a little fun, shall we? Let's talk about Harvard. <laughs> You're as crazy as a, a bed bug if you've spent in a dime on tuition to put your kid at that ragtag outfit. Wait till you hear this. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I forgot to mention with uh with uh what's Fauci that you know he he never talks anything about immunity, never talks about vitamin D, never talks about how sunlight helps not once, never talks about comorbidity, adult onset diabetes, never mentioned anything about the the reality that first of all the most of the seniors who are dying are actually dying at an age that is older than the national average age of death, and that any younger people are dying from it or dying from comorbidities, which quite frankly you know um if you've got adult onset diabetes and you're in your 40s, you're more likely to die of a heart attack. You're more likely to die of other complications from diabetes than you are from coronavirus. Um, You know, um, I had lunch with a friend of mine yesterday and she was asking me about balancing nature. She was telling me about, you know, some foot pain. And oh, Christmas night, too, I had a friend of mine tell me about plantar fasciitis. And I said, you know what? I don't have foot pain anymore. I used to be excruciating. My heels would just kill me. And I don't have foot pain anymore. I don't. Uh, I was telling somebody uh, when we were talking about the foot pain. I said I also don't have sinus infections anymore. My other girlfriend was like, "That's right, you don't. You never have sinus infections anymore. You were urgent care on antibiotics, and there was sometimes I would be on antibiotics for four months straight because I'd have to do two or three rounds. So I know that boosting your immune system helps you from viruses, from infections, just overall better better health. And I boost mine with balance in nature. You do you. But, you know, um, there's no doubt that if you take care of yourself, eat right and, you know, get rest or whatever, that it's going to help you fight off viruses, you know, fight off illness. Go to balanceinature.com, use discount code HEALTH, free shipping, 35% off right now. Okay, so Harvard, what used to be, now it's a laughing stock, used to be considered the greatest uh, educational institution in history, tweeted out the other day this. Harvard Med, and this is from Harvard Medical Postgraduate Continuing Education. Harvard Med. Globally, ethnic minority pregnant and birthing women suffer worse outcomes and experiences. uh, uh, Oh, shoot. I read it the wrong part. They referred to people who have children as birthing people instead of women. Let that sink in, people. This is Harvard. Love you all. Peace out.